The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, and of course, FightfulSelect.com. This show is brought to you without ad reads by Fightful Select. Uh, this is what keeps us from having to plug other products throughout the show. So go check it out as our premium service. Of course, everything you've always gotten for free at Fightful.com is still over there. But over at Fightful Select, we have uh, additional podcasts. I'm doing a Q&A show this week, so head over there, submit your questions, or submit them on Twitter. Uh, outtake footage. I posted one uh, from behind the scenes with JJ Dillon this week. A weekly Fightful Select Weekender podcast where I review 205 Live, Impact, Ring of Honor, NXT, all that good stuff. Every other week we do dark match commentary. Pretty self-explanatory. A members-only podcast once a month. Uh, we had to delay that one from last week. It is coming. You can get bumper stickers, shirts. Uh, you can get access to a retro review. Jimmy Van's book. Early access to interviews and segments. Early access to my Fightful Wrestling Weekly. Speaking of, I saw a post on Reddit today that had 3,000 upvotes. And it actually had uh, something mentioned on another site that was in our Fightful Wrestling Weekly two months ago. So you never know what I'll kind of sneak in there, that Fightful Wrestling Weekly. But I also do talk about that on the Fightful Select service. And of course, we have Stupid People Extended from our popular List in Your Boy segment. Also, be sure to check out our friends over at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. They do some great work with us as well. Subscribe to their YouTube page. Well, I, I'm trying to delay the inevitable, quite frankly. I uh, got to talk about Raw tonight. It happened. It is May 21st. Memorial Day is next weekend. And... uh I think it will be in memory of the day that wrestling died part three, which is quite frankly, this, this segment that was on this show. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if we're up to three or four. I'll ask him when he comes on. Alexander Pawlowski, the third, also known as Mil Mascaris, number two, Alex Pawlowski, the fourth, my mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. It's in the Four. Twitter handle. Yeah, man, this was bad. This was. Um, it was a year ago tonight that Jinder Mahal became the <laughs> WWE champion. And that, that is was... now the second worst thing to ever okay. happen on May 21st <laughs> in a WWE ring. Because tonight, um, we got to see what Fox paid a billion dollars for. Yeah, and we're going to talk about that, I think, 
at the end of the show. I think it's best to talk about that at the end of the show. We'll probably have plenty of time. I'll just say that, you guys. Uh, of course, I posted the script for tonight's Raw over at FightfulSelect.com. Had the exclusives over at Fightful.com. Give it a glance. Head over to FightfulWrestling.com. Click that exclusives tab. You'll see all type of cool stuff. We have injury reports, contract reports. Uh, we keep a rumor list of stuff that ne- we won't necessarily report, but uh, we like to keep track of it. That way you all can kind of see who the reputable sources are. However, today, Alex and I hit you with a double dose Connecting the dots and off the tracks with SRS. Yeah. <laughs> I speculated the reasons in which Stokely Hathaway wanted to cut Matt Riddle's hair. And I suspect that it's because he actually doesn't want Keith Lee to get signed by the WWE. So he was hoping that Matt Riddle's hair sample would be tainted with marijuana. And then he could mission impossible his way down and replace the hair sample, even though Matt Riddle and Keith Lee clearly do not have the same hair. Clearly. Then I suspect that Stokely was told the WWE uses blood and or urine, not mixed together. And I guess we'll just have to see how he goes upon obtaining a sample of that. Alex, break down what you did today on Fightful.com. Well, I I took a full week to do a a thorough investigation of... Sarah Logan's uncle's taters farm. Um, I used the uh, website that I found last week, agrilicious.org, I believe it is, uh, to find out where the potato farms in Kentucky are. I made some phone calls, but nothing opened up. So like any good real journalism, I, uh, I made a trip and I found out in person that Sarah Logan's uncle is not just growing taters. There's something far more sinister at work at Sarah Logan's uncle's taters farm. And to find out, you're going to have to read the article. I can confirm that in you searching up agrilicious, you did determine that the definition make them boys go loco. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Indeed. And all that shit ain't fictitious. No. I guess we gotta talk about Raw. So. I guess I guess eventually we have because to. if not, we're gonna have some dork in the YouTube comment. I'm not calling my viewers dorks. I love all of you. But there's always there's one guy that's like you talk about the Raw until six forty five. It's a fightful wrestling podcast. That's the name of the show. The Raw review is just like the recommended topic. Yeah. Oh my god. So <laughs> this episode of Raw. Some of the in ring was decent. Uh, some of the segments were just outright offensive. Uh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so this show kicks off. And, and I did the tease at the beginning of the show. I was like, okay, there's going to be a return. Don't get excited for it. Kurt Angle comes out. He is quickly followed by Stephanie McMahon, a returning one, who runs down his performance. The crowd chants, you tapped out at her, which she admits to. She will be handling the Ronda Rousey Nia Jax contract signing this evening. Uh, Roman Reigns comes out pretty much pouting about his situation. Stephanie uh, tells him, tough shit. Not literally, but that's what she said. Kevin Owens, good guy Kevin Owens, comes out and says, you know what? I I like Roman. And starts tries to start a thank you Roman chant for helping get him essentially into uh, the, the Money in the Bank qualifier. Stephanie isn't buying the kiss up and says she doesn't play favorites. Makes a Reigns versus KO match. 
I want to say, I thought Stephanie McMahon did an incredible job tonight. I thought she was awesome on the show tonight. Yeah, outside outside of the mandatory, her dressing somebody down when they they like can't hit her back. Right. No. Uh, yeah. She she was she was fine in in this. At least her role seemed consistent, which is usually a problem. Um, what I what I love that it's this this thing that 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 Roman gets to do that doesn't make any sense to me is you know he'll come out and he'll just you know just be a dick to his boss right to their face on live national television and the boss is like hey now step lightly and and Roman's like doubles down on his dickishness yeah man after basically Stephanie said hey now wait I, I could just fire you fire me you're a bitch well now <laughs> wait watch out like, like seriously just fire him like if you've already threatened to do it and he's giving you more lip to do it otherwise <laughs> it's a complete and total bluff and he's calling it um, I do think that uh, Kevin Owens coming out and trying to get a thank you Roman chant started is the most heelish thing that Kevin Owens has done in a long time. Uh, oh, yeah. He does it very good. Uh, there's some cool stuff that was floating on the internet where um, somebody had a mic on uh, Kevin Owens and Sammy during a recent tour, uh, and they were part of an eight-man tag or something on some house show. And while Roman Reigns was coming out, they were having a discussion about the, the pros and cons of Roman Reigns. And Kev, Kevin Owens likes him more than Sammy does. Sammy's kind of over it, but Kev, Kevin was like, no, 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 see, you got to hand it to him. You know, he shows up every night. So <laughs> it's funny stuff. I, 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 I do enjoy that being part of the kayfabe. I got to say, I added uh, a, a tweet from Prime Loomis on Twitter about how he mentioned Cole with the Freudian slip. They've given him plenty of opportunities. Uh, cost him plenty of opportunities. Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. It, this just isn't working out. Reigns turns Kevin Owens inside out with a shoulder block. Very impressive start, despite the slow start to the match. Uh, Reigns later misses a drive-by, gets super kicked. Reigns gets a Superman punch, then a spear outside, but Jinder Mahal interferes. Seth Rollins makes the save. The crowd seemed hot for this and nothing else on this show. Yeah, it was weird. I'm not. I'm not one to speculate about crowd volume. Seems like there was some some adjustment going on. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, I I do I do want to to acknowledge the um the 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 trope of one guy comes out, second guy comes out and insults the first guy. Now a match is made, and it starts right now. And during that match, third guy comes out and insult and, and attacks the first guy, and then a fourth guy comes out and makes the save. And then after the break, tag match, one billion dollars. That's oh that's, no, no, no no no, sir sir, that's on SmackDown. Well, they, well they're yes. probably probably getting a cool one point four out of NBCU. I, I will also say that you're right. What happened tonight to start the show never happens on SmackDown <laughs> <laughs> because because that's the way the WWE runs things, and and uh, it's not going to get any better. If you're paying them uh, over a billion dollars for their stuff, well, let's let's talk about this match. Reigns is getting worked over. Finally, makes the tag to Rollins. Crowd goes bananas when he fires up and hits the suicide dive. Seth Rollins is putting on a show. A series of counters leads to the Rollins stomp on KO. It very much seems like they are trying to position Seth Rollins on an even plane with Roman Reigns. Well, I mean, this is the thing. 
is you can say, well, they're not stupid. They hear what kind of reaction he's getting and they're playing along with it. And the fact that he is intercontinental champion means he's not quite at the level of universal champ. And so they don't need to worry about him being seen at the same level as that, but they're still allowing him to, to, to have his great matches and do his great spots and get the crowd up heated for him. So, but then again, they are stupid because if you see what he's doing, you you got to realize this guy's this. If Braun isn't the guy, then Seth is the guy. And you know, like it's just a weird thing that that I feel like they're allowing him to to do to reach. He's he's reached a ceiling that they're they're not going to let him pass beyond where he's at right now, being the Intercontinental Champion and doing great things as that. But I'd love to be proven wrong. I think they're definitely trying to position them on the same plane. This opening segment, 50 minutes essentially. Yeah. Mahal attacks both baby faces with chairs after the match. I have enjoyed Jinder Mahal on Raw more than at any point ever outside of maybe a couple weeks in 3MB. I thought he was funny, but... I, I can't even say that Jinder Mahal has been necessarily bad on Raw, at least from a character standpoint. I, I've liked some of his stuff. That isn't something that I expected. This has been a fresh start for him, and this is probably the way that he needed to be introduced as a main event guy to begin with. Yeah, no this this is this is better. I mean, they, they certainly could have could have um, incrementally pushed him to the point where then he wasn't just like. Hey, remember this guy who's a total jobber? Um, he somehow wound up in a fatal four-way for a number one contender shot, and he won it. And then he beat Randy Orton, and now he's the champion, and he's going to be the champion for like seven months. Um, if they had not done it like that, if they had actually built him, maybe we wouldn't we wouldn't be in that position. But you're right. I mean, I think he's better now on Raw than he was. You know, well, it couldn't be much worse. Time. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I that's that's. I set a really high bar to clear. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's that's the only consolation is that it couldn't have gotten much worse. Yeah. All right, let's talk about it. The night that wrestling died, three or four, I can't remember. It's like the Vianos, they're all pretty bad. At least these days. Sami Zayn is going to expose Bobby Lashley. Take that however you want because the other way in which you could take that would have been probably – Less bad than this. Mm. Mm. Sami Zayn brings up brings out a bunch of men dressed in drag as Bobby Lashley's sisters. One has a mustache. Each tells stories about Bobby Lashley bullying them. This is a fart in church, and Francis needs promo class real bad. Well, uh, Jessica and Kat and Kathy weren't much better. That's true. Do you, are those legit their names? But, but those are the, those are the three names of, of they had name tags. They said, hello, well, my I, name I is didn't Jessica. even remember that much. And I'm taking yeah. notes, man. I got yeah. 1,300 words of notes that I post every Tuesday and Wednesday on these shows. And yeah. I didn't even remember it. I, as I tweeted right now, that, or tweeted as this happened, that Fox is showing up at the customer service desk. Like, listen, I haven't even opened the product yet. I just want my money back. Hmm. For this segment to happen on this day, hmm. Ooh, that's that's it's a bad omen. I had gotten into a discussion with somebody about how I don't really care about pyro. I don't really care about 
custom stages. This segment could have used pyro right in the middle of the ring so we didn't have to hear anything. <laughs> Possibly to burn those wigs. The only good thing about this was if you go back and watch Lashley's entrance, there was a little girl who went absolutely batshit crazy when Bobby Lashley gave her a high five, and that was very, very, very cool. What That was even worth going out of your way to see because I, I very rarely have seen a, a kid react like that. Like You could hear her from the hard from the can that they were using like from the ring it was really cool lashley attacks gets beaten down fires up beats everyone up slams one of his sisters outside the ring by a broom on his wiener this is one of the worst raw segments i've ever seen in my entire life yeah it's it's the worst for me i mean it's 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 the dirt worst most a, a, a large part of that is because if you follow Sami Zayn on Twitter and you know the kind of person that that guy is in real life, he had to be gritting his teeth through this thing the whole way through. Like this, this is this is just it's 2018, Vince. You can't bring out three men in drag to 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 play. Bobby's sisters and then have three men in drag get beaten up by your good guy. Like that doesn't play anymore, dude. Like by, by the end of this contract that Fox has signed with them, it'll be, will be a quarter of the way through the 21st century. And Vince still thinks that midgets, you know, and I'm sure it's what he calls them midgets. And, mm-hmm. and he, listen, I, I, I wonder I honestly wonder if he had wanted one of these guys to come out in blackface and somebody told him, no, Vince, you can't do that. But this is fine. This, this is unconscionable. Like, I I mean, what the hell? Like you got the Fox executives who were like, man, I hope we kept the receipt on this thing. Like what, what the hell? Like how, how, how can they look at this and go, yeah, this is absolutely what we want, what we want to be shown on our network a quarter of the way through the damn 21st century. Like this isn't, this isn't right. You can't do this stuff anymore. You just can't like, it's just, Oh, it's so sad. I didn't think that there was anything particularly offensive about it besides the quality of the show. I mean, well, you know, I, you know what? I've seen some men in drag getting some fist fights in my day. Yeah. Yeah. Thing, man. I watch it. I watch it at least once a week. Yeah. But I mean, it's just a bad segment. That's what that's what offended me about it was that they thought this would be entertaining. Uh, it was just real shitty, man. Aside aside from the social issues that they're completely backwards on, yes, the quality of the segment was absolute dog shit. Yeah, and one of the sisters took a broom right in the penis. I don't want to assume the gender, but assuming right in the well, penis. Well, that's the that's that's the problem, right? Is that you've You've, you've got Lashley coming out and looking up the skirt of his sister, his sister, right? Because they never actually, like, the, the announcers come out and say it, but he never says, hey, these are guys in, these are obviously these guys in drag. He says, <laughs> come one, on. He says one of them. <laughs> that needed, that didn't need to, come on. No, 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 no. To say Listen, it? Right. But the whole thing is like, oh, hey, Francis, you, you, I can't believe you're still single or whatever. Like, it's just. It meant, a lot of this is how bad Bobby Lashley was at this because he was awful, and uh, it was man. This is this is the reason for the mask tonight. Is this segment? I'm so 
ashamed to be covering this thing. Oh my god. But I gotta do this again. One of our readers says uh <laughs> someone wrote on YouTube the WD's YouTube, Q the SJW is offended by this segment. Oh, come on, I'm a pretty socially progressive guy. I don't give a shit that they had men out there in drag. I really don't care. I mean that that exists in the world. I'm offended that this that somebody thought this would be entertaining. That somebody thought that anybody would enjoy this. Maybe in the so bad that it's kind of funny type of thing. I mean, this will be one of the segments that WWE talks about on their network, assuming it's still around, in 10 years, about like, man, that was a stinker. But yeah. I don't even know if they talk about Katie Vick like that on their network. No. I mean, this, this, this to me, surpasses old day. It surpasses Bailey, this is your life. It surpasses Sunny Boy. As some of the worst stuff the WWE's done in the last five years. Trash, man. It was so bad. Apparently, Alexa Bliss is now a middle school social studies teacher. She talks about the Romans and the element of surprise. I had somebody who <laughs> sent me a tweet that said, Damn, they even have Alexa Bliss trying to get Roman over, mm. <laughs> which I thought was kind of funny. She faces uh, Ember Moon. Ember does a nice head scissors takeover spot outside the ring, but there is this arm ringer spot into the barricade that was so goddamn wacky. <laughs> Alexa Bliss does like a Tai Chi, like like being shilled by Dick Van Dyke at 11.30 p.m. on an infomercial Tai Chi level throw where she arm ringers Ember Moon and Ember Moon's entire body launches sideways into the barricade. Man, that was bad. Doesn't work like that, y'all. No. After having her arm worked over, Moon comes back with her burst of offense. Alexa holds on to the ring apron and boots Moon in the face. Mickey tries to get involved but gets kicked out of ringside. Moon cracks her in the jaw, too. The Eclipse, the pin, and Ember Moon remains unbeaten on her, and during her time on Raw. What would you think of this? Fine. I think I think Mickey Mickey James could tone it down like two or three notches when she's upset at at the ref for tossing her because uh, that wasn't quite believable. Uh, but I, I love Ember Moon. Um, is I'm I'm glad that that um, Alexa Bliss knows how to use Wikipedia. I think that's great. Good for her. Um, uh, Ember Moon. Is one of those people. I don't. I feel like she's not going to win because they don't have a story for her. But it, it, if it was just a straight up, who could win a ladder match? Like I'm, I'm Ember Moon's so damn athletic, and you know she's the kind of person who I feel like could springboard from the ropes onto the onto the ladder over the top of somebody to, to win it. Yeah, thing. It'd be really cool to see what happens. But uh, I, I really like her, and I I want to see where this goes. Um, the storyline they have going on at the very tip top of the Raw Women's Division uh, is still c- confounding to me. I really don't know what they're going to do with that. But um, they have a lot of great women uh, just below that um, that are ready to move up. We still have three Monday Night Raws before Money in the Bank. This yep. is placeholder stuff. Backstage, yep. Stephanie McMahon offers Finn ba- Balor and Braun Strowman fruit in which – Braun accepts. They want to rematch with Ziggler and McIntyre. Instead, they're going to face each other in a Money in the Bank preview. Braun crushes the fruit. You had to know he was going to do it as soon as he had it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that was easy. Easy sell. 
No way, Jose and Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin wins with the end of days. Started a fast pace, a baseball slide and a plancha, and then you get the typical big man ring post spot. Corbin recovers, gets deep six and end of days. I thought this was fine. It was harmless, fast-paced, probably about as good as a one-on-one match between these two is going to get. Yeah. No, let's, let's, I can't wait to see them wrestle again next week and then the week after that. Exactly. Because that's what Raw does, as we'll see later with Bobby Roode and Elias. I don't like the B-Team's theme music. Well, you know, it's 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 generic theme music crap. Yeah. No, it's, it's lyrics though. Well, yeah. But I mean like it's it's rocking. Yeah, they use that guitar. It's fine, whatever. Uh I love that that there are fans who've taken it upon themselves to create B team merch. And uh I might have to start doing that myself because uh that's some that's some quality merch. Golgo thirteen says our WWE feuds better than Callahan Edwards currently. I'm not outing WWE, just curious. No, I don't think there are. I think it's a pretty good feud over on Impact. Yeah. It's an easy watch every week. I, I like I actually like reviewing that on the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. So I really hope WWE on their auction site sells some real B-team shirts that are filled in by these guys. Yeah. I mean, it seems easy. Rizongo have a promo about how hot their shirts are. But they have no steam anymore, those two. They're both able wrestlers, and Fandango is hilarious, but there's just not much there for these guys besides that CarMax commercial they're in. Yeah, well, uh, good for them for getting that, that uh, endorsement money. Hey, remember their first night on Raw uh, where they beat the bar clean as a whistling sheet? And they were like, wow, these guys actually have some momentum. <laughs> no. No, no, they don't. No, they no don't. they're a comedy team. Yeah. B-team win pretty quickly with their finish. Their celebration is fantastic. At first, I was like, oh, they're going to do the unbelievable thing again. But they go up, they hug Corey Graves. Right. And then there's a bit of a, a playoff of the old mankind stretcher thing or the Stone Cold Steve Austin office chair thing where they slide down the ramp in the office chair and fall over. That was fantastic. That was great. Um, I do think it's funny that you dismiss Frizongo as a comedy team because so is the B team, which is getting a push here. And so is, technically, really, when you think about it, the tag champs on Raw. Brizongo got their push no, on no, no, SmackDown. No, no. no what, I, what I'm saying is, comedy team Brizongo, comedy team B-team, comedy team really, um, the leaders of worlds. Well, they're, they're a comedy team that loses matches. There you right, go. Right, but I, what I'm saying is, and also on Raw, you have the best tag team in the world, Revival, who can't get on TV, and the Authors of Pain, who you brought up for no damn reason. Like, yep. Like that, so basically, what Raw's tag division is right now, you can't even get the Raw tag team champions on Raw. Um, they're just they're just a bunch, of, a bunch of comedy stuff. Meanwhile, you have like real serious tag teams on on that Raw roster that are that aren't being used in any in any way. It's just weird. Yes, I will continue to write off Brizongo as a comedy team. That's what they are. Well, no, I guess what I'm saying is. Is that so? Are other people who are being sure? Yeah, teams. but they, they had their run. They did their fashion files yeah, thing. No, I There's agree. New. I agree. Contract signing. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon brings out Rousey and Nia Jax. She takes shots at the fact that Ronda Rousey doesn't take losing very well. I love that. That's the type of thing you have to approach. She also brings up the fact that it took Nia Jax a long time to get where she was, even though it didn't really at all. And, but it did take her a long time to beat Alexa Bliss. It did, and calls Nia lazy. 
I thought Stephanie McMahon was excellent in stirring up shit here. This is prime for her. She, if you remember just Joe from like 2000 or 2001, this is the female version turned up big time. She was just stirring up shit. And it was really, really good. One of the best uses I've seen of Stephanie McMahon in a long, long time. Yeah, no, this this was this was very effective. Uh, and there was um, no heat for this match before this. It was like, I want to challenge you. Well, with all due respect, I, I don't think I deserve this title shot. But, you know, if, if, if you really insist, I suppose I will accept your challenge. That doesn't really present much of a you know, a lot of fire for your, for your women's championship match. But this tonight does. Uh, and, and I can respect that a lot. Um, it, it does, it does feel like, like it's just uh, seven McMahon dressing down uh, her two top stars at the same time, yeah. one after the other. Okay. I, cool. I saw it more as her trying to get two people that were friendly to not be friendly. Right. Sure. But that's it's, what it's, I but saw like, that. But, but she's saying like, oh, this is people are saying that you're lazy is a way of saying I'm saying you're lazy. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it worked. It worked. I can't fault her for that. Shit successfully stirred. It gets under Nia Jax's skin. She's tired of hearing the lazy talk. Says she'll beat Rousey at Money in the Bank and make a name for herself. Both girls sign on the dotted line. Rousey says she'll take the title and Jax's arm. Loved Stephanie McMahon in this segment. <clears throat> Backstage, Kurt Angle is talking to Chad Gable, saying he'd love to give Gable more opportunities. Ziggler and McIntyre emerge, and they want their opportunities after beating Balor and Strowman last week. Ziggler jokes that they're all great amateur wrestlers, but he doesn't wait for a handout. I thought this was a really good promo from every single person, including Chad Gable, their cues and everything, like the reaction to one another. Uh, Drew McIntyre seeming dismissive, Kurt Angle trying to play the good guy in the whole thing. This was really good stuff. Uh, this made me do the quick thing of when is Jason Jordan due back again? Because that's a tag feud I'd like to watch. Um, I think I mean like I don't know if they have they have any plans of doing that, but you got Chad Gable and Jason Jordan back on the same brand again. Um, that would be a lot of fun. And that's the that's the that's the only person I'm thinking that like Gable would find to be his tag partner in a tag match against you know Drew and Dolph. So, and a Jason Jordan heel turn makes makes too much sense. Yeah, right. And then you have him feud, and then he moves on up the card because yeah, man, Jason Jordan was right there in my he opinion. Was, there were a lot of so people. Close. See, I hate when I have to explain why people are so good at what they do. People are like, ah, the young bucks are indie. Then they just throw super kicks and all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, then. Well, if you're still saying that now, you haven't watched them in a long time, but also you're falling for it. You're falling (laughs) for it. And when people were like, I hate Jason Jordan. He's not getting over as a baby face. And I was like, well, he's not supposed to. Yeah. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. 
Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There you go. I miss that guy. He was just masterful at being so cheesy. Also, I could watch Gable and Ziggler chain wrestle all day. They are outstanding at that. Ziggler gets out-wrestled and has to settle for kicking Gable in the knee. See the catapult and the German suplex for Gable. Not a ton of heat to this match, but the end ring is good. Uh, when Ziggler goes under the bottom rope, the ref causes a bit of a distra- distraction, which leads to a headbutt and a super kick for, from Ziggler. I like that this wasn't necessarily a dirty win. It's just right. Gable's inexperience, essentially. The match was way short. McIntyre uh, attacks Gable and hits the Claymore. Yeah, I, I thought it was it was uh it's one of those things well you'll you know, it'll never happen. But I would love to see like something like Chad Gable being like, No, 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 I know that trick. Shelton taught it to me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like like that's a thing that, that that's a way that that when, you know, whatever they were whatever they were when you call them training day. Training day. Apparently not. We're were winning matches on SmackDown. They were doing it via Sneaking into the ring with a headbutt and and a quick thing to put somebody to put somebody out. So I like how Gable is now a babyface, so he's now stupid. Okay, fine, but yeah. I agree with you. Ziggler and Gable are great together. Um, I also would love to see a real match between Gable and McIntyre because Gable sells so well for big dudes, and he can still get them up for their German surplexes. Yeah, like he's that would be really fun too. Money in the Bank qualifying match. Natalia defeated Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, and Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke should still not be on the main roster. There was not a need then or now for it. She could be useful in NXT because she has the she has the benefit of appearing on the main roster, so she seems better than she is when she's in NXT. She just literally kept getting knocked out of this match to stay out of the way, except for one good spot, which I loved. Liv and Dana taking each other out on the outside. Boy, they were like, this is our time to shine. Let's do it. And they took that bump incredibly. That was yeah. real awesome. Yeah, it was great. They, they even spun in the air. It was nice. I really like that. Um, you're right. Dana Brooks doesn't belong. As somebody pointed out, that's real close to our double sling blade spot that we want. Yeah. It, it, it basically looked a lot like that. Um, I'm, you know, Dana... Good old Dana. They part of Titus Worldwide, the stats thing. She got the notebook. That's fine. Um, it was one of those things where somebody pointed this out, I think last week, that the only four women who hadn't been in a qualifying match were these four women on Raw. And I was like, I don't want to see any of those women on, in the Money in the Bank match. I guess the one I want to see the most is Natalia? Question mark? But, like, it's the same thing with her and Bobby Roode. Like, I don't, I don't. I don't. I can't picture her doing anything of value off a ladder or with a ladder. I think she will. You know. Will. So Logan cracks Natty with a good knee after uh, Natalia countered La- Liv's uh, springboard bulldog. There's this weird spot 
where the two members of the riot squad missing the hard camera while they do it, they were their one's face was to the hard cam and one's back was they tease, they look up at the briefcases and they tease that they're going to fight each other and square off. And they just <laughs> laugh about it. And they waste a good 20, 25 seconds here in a qualifying match. And appropriately coach says, why didn't they just beat up somebody? Why didn't they just pin somebody? Well, I'll, I'll, but, but then Graves and Cole act like Coach is the idiot for suggesting such a thing. Uh, yes, uh, it is. Yes, uh, I agree. Uh, Coach was correct. However, it was just because they executed this moment so poorly. Like they say, hey, "Well, it's everyone for themselves." At some point, they're going to have to come to blows, and then they, on cue, do this stupid thing where they're staring at each other. But well, they, let, they let me tell you, so this raw came to blowing way sooner than this match. That is true. I thought that was a stupid ass part of that match. Like, why are you wasting time? Especially yeah. when you've got this this benefit here, and then they're like, ah, ha, 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 "We got all you." Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, in the in the history of these kinds of matches, where it's a a, a, a quadruple threat or whatever, fatal four way. And uh, I know my my brain did not work for a second. A fatal four way, uh, and there's a tag team involved. In the history of those matches, they always end up fighting, but not these two. These two are sisters. They are have so much in common, and they've been through so much together that there's no way you could possibly ever split them apart. <laughs> so. Natalia wins with a discus lariat and a sharpshooter on Logan. Then yep. Natalia puts over that she trains with Rousey. All right, then. She, well, she not just doesn't do that. She does this weird dance thing. She's like, Miss Money in the Bank. <laughs> oh, my God. It was awful. Awful. Well, I think she fancies herself a dancer based on her Instagram posts when she left SmackDown because she posted all these videos of her and Naomi dancing backstage and yeah. Elias defeated Bobby Roode. Finally, we get this match. It's the fifth in a month between these two. Elias sings a great song, shits on the crowd, but he's shitting ice cream, pal. Elias attacks Roode before the match. Roode turns the tides. If you closed your eyes and you imagined a Bobby Roode match, this is that match. Yeah, it's the same one you've seen every single week since he got called up to the main roster. Every time, Rude makes his comeback after getting worked over. Elias reverses the glorious DDT into the old Bulldog SummerSlam pin, but eventually Rude gets crotched. Elias hits drift away. That's it. This was a pro wrestling match. I can't believe with his, with Elias is as over as he is. They think this is the best use for him. This placeholder horse shit. You watch this match. Especially with the way it ends, and you go, why is, why is that guy, in the ladder match for a shot at a, at a guaranteed, you know, t- a title opportunity, and the other guy isn't, like I mean I, I just don't understand objectively. Like Elias has so much more going for him, and he won this match clean. Like <laughs> why why is Bobby Roode getting the shot again? Like I, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, he, he won a qualifying match. Well. Right, but they choose who wins those matches. So you should choose the guy Allegedly. over with, with, the, uh, with the crowd more. Well, Braun tackles Elias on his way to the ring. Braun kicks Balor's ass all over the place. 
but he favors his knee. Did this play into the match any at all later? No. Didn't think so either. I love the outside to inside toss that Strowman does. Balor tries to fight back and gets headbutted. Strowman goes for the merry-go-round but eats a sling blade instead. That was a really good counter. Balor drop kicks him over the barricade, and there's this great visual of Braun just rising up behind Finn Balor. As much as you know, you can tear WWE production a, a new one all you want, and I do. But my God, man, that was a great visual. Yeah, I really loved it. Uh, I think that was great. There's a there's a uh, wonderful meme there. I think like heard you was talking shit. I think that's that's the meme that that's going to come out of that because that was great. Uh, I love these two guys together. I think that Fowler, uh, Fowler, Finn Balor um, held his own and showed what he can do against much bigger up competition. Um, maybe it was an audition for him to finally get that damn U- universal title match that he's uh, been wanting. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I like the, I love these guys as a team last week, and I love them working opposite each other tonight. Uh, tonight. I think that they're both, uh, they work really well in the ring together, uh, however, against each other or with each other. Um, and it just, like, it, it, it further shows that Braun can work with pretty much anybody. Like, he, he's, he, he's, he's good in the ring yeah, with, 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 with different kinds of people working different kinds of styles. I loved the finish. You like, know what I didn't love? The front drop kick on the outside? Well, no, not that. I thought it worked there. I mean, he's doing whatever he can against Braun. You throw whatever you got. It's true. When another dove cried after a ring post spot from Braun. Man, yeah, they don't really know what else to do with that guy. I would suggest not a ring post spot next time. Well, he also doesn't do a running shoulder block to the midsection of anybody because he doesn't, you know, kill people. He, he does a running splash, like standing up, but if he actually hit that shoulder block into the midsection, he'd just rupture people's livers. They need somebody to do that, and they need somebody else to that is the right height that goes so far that they go into the post yeah. with their yeah. ass. Yeah. Strowman catches Balor on the top rope and power slams him. Another finishes the job. Then cute, cuddly Braun puts Balor on his feet. Thought this is a fine match. Place told her, but it was fine. Yeah. Sure. No, it's it, it it's what I said. When they when when Raw so early had all their guys who were going to be in the Money in the Bank match already chosen. Well, now we just get a whole bunch of them working in different singles and tag matches through the rest of the of the month until we get there. So that was WWE Monday Night Raw. Of course, join us after SmackDown Wednesday. Listen, you boy, uh, we will definitely be t- covering this Raw rights fees deal. I mean, you you definitely want to hear Jimmy Van's input on this. He's a very successful businessman. I did a breaking news podcast Monday afternoon talking about the, the news that broke about the the rumored rights fee deal from Fox SmackDown. There's quite a bit to go through. I mean, a, a significant portion of this show will be dedicated to this conversation because there's so much. Alex, the rumored number, five years over a billion dollars for SmackDown, which may be moving to Friday nights. Your first impressions on the number and the number alone. I mean, I, I, my, my first impression was that there is zero incentive for them to do better. Because what they have been doing, in my opinion, has not been great. 
Not that's not the standard hasn't been great. And yet their stock price is through the roof. And they just got highest ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Through the roof all the way to the highest ever. Um, and um now there they've gotten a reported one billion dollars over five years uh for what has always been in the past their B show. Um so what this sh- what this proves to Vince is that ah this is what I've been doing is working. Uh and I, I get I guess it has in the eyes of the people who make these decisions. But in the eyes of a lot of other people, it's like, no, no, it hasn't. It's been bad. Like, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say bad, but I know a lot of people who are like, this has been bad. And it's just not it hasn't been great. And I've always wanted I always want the product to improve. And now I look at this and I go, there's what what incentive is there to do that? You know, it, it's there's no incentive. So they, they got what, rewarded what I was... for a mediocre product. I approached this on Twitter, and some people got mad online over this. Going as far as to call me a an apologist troll, I, I, ref- I will not assume the quality of a program 16 months from now. It might be we might see the new coming of the SmackDown Six for all I know within right. 16 months. I don't know how it's going to work out. It might be terrible. It might be great. We have never taken the temperature of what Fox wants in a wrestling program. We don't know what kind of quality of a program they're going to want. A lot of people say, oh, does this mean taped? I have a hard time believing that Fox is going to pay a billion dollars for a taped show. That, I would say, with 90% certainty isn't going to happen. Now, Fox may step in and say, we want pay-per-view quality shit because we're paying you pay-per-view quality money. We're seeing a very similar situation Alex, where ESPN Plus, their streaming service, is paying UFC more for events than what they would make on many pay-per-views. Same as being said for for SmackDown. If SmackDown is getting five years, one billion, imagine what Raw is going to get. Yeah, that's the thing. Is it like SmackDown on on network? Back on, I mean, network UPN network. But like back on network TV, um, on Fridays, that's the whole thing is that the, 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 what you have to understand is there's all these questions. Like, does this, how does this change the schedule? Like, because you had these guys who were like, do t- tape TV on Monday and Tuesday, but now you have, uh, now the brands are split. So you had half the roster doing TVs on Monday. I, I and- don't think it changes much. It, Monday, the, the raw schedule will say the same. And, SmackDown, they'll go probably Thursday to uh, Sunday. Right, but but it but my only thing is how it changes uh, around pay per view times, especially the large ones. You know, like where we have the whole weekend is built around it, um, and part of the weekend now is a SmackDown live episode, mm-hmm. which is which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just totally different, and we don't know how that's going to rock. Now, uh, your your idea that I think you put on Twitter was. Do the do the Hall of Fame on Thursday, WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, yeah, and, and please edit it down to about forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. There's no reason, no reason. <laughs> that to is a shit it. show. Yeah. Um, but a lot of things are going to be different, and people were like, "Oh well, now you got now you got to re put the rosters back together because no. there's no way SmackDown is going to want to like not going to have the best guys on it." 
Like that's what they're going to want. They're gonna oh yeah, be- yeah. It'll definitely. They definitely don't care about that because Raw is going to get even more money. Right. Raw is going to. If SmackDown got one billion, yeah. Raw might get one point five billion. Yeah. Like they, they're, they're going to make such an insane amount of money now. Fox may step up and say, we want this type of quality on our show. And NBC Universal may say the same thing. It was funny. I saw somebody who I thought had kind of sarcastically made their Twitter handle name NBCU can't afford SmackDown Live. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. They couldn't afford to keep both. And this has been a long time coming. And a lot of people are like, oh, these networks are so stupid. Uh, No, this is the amount WWE should have been paid a long time ago, right. but there was that stupid notion that wrestling fans were poor and didn't spend money on anything. And soccer, which got like a fraction of the viewership of a WWE was getting better rights fees per viewer than WWE was. And finally, uh, you know, and I speculated this weeks ago on listen, your boy, WWE said enough with that shit. We're in the top five every single week. Pay us like it. And they did. Yeah. You, you, you I mean, there's a lot of stuff that you, you wonder about, the the what is what is known as the typical wrestling fan and the amount of disposable income that the that these people have uh as opposed to fans of other things um and how you know if you read enough about the economy and what's people what people are, are doing like like how many people have to spend on this kind of stuff so i understand that point of view but all in all like this is a we don't have no idea What's gonna, what it's going to be like by October of, of 2019. And we have even less of an idea about what the world is going to look like by five years after that. You know what I mean? So this this whole thing is completely up in the air. And you're right. Um, uh, Fox could say, we want this to look like this. And we and NBC Universal, if they outbid for Raw, we want it to look like this. And, you know, the, but WWE's like, great. Um, uh, we have all this money. Um, and people are like, oh, now I want pyro back because because you have all this money, you can pay for pyro now. I'm like, I just want you to give your people who work for you benefits. Like, wouldn't that be nice for the your employees? To- well, there's there's a reason a lot of people don't want to become employees as opposed to independent contractors for tax reasons, and for some for some of those guys, it might be better for them to pay for their own medical as opposed to some of the taxes that they would, they would incur otherwise. Well, even I mean, if, if not, if not benefits, how about a giant raise? Oh yeah. That I tweeted that today too. If you were a WWE superstar and your contract's coming up, you got to say, Hey, let's, let's talk some numbers. And a lot of people were like, Oh, well they can afford to replace them. Well, that's not the point. Yeah. The point is you ask for more money because the company is making way more money. Yeah. If I found out that Fightful.com was just like – had signed some giant deal, I'd yeah. be like, hey, Jimmy, how about kicking me a couple more quarters or something like that? He'd bust my balls about it. But, I mean, we'd have the talk. Right now, WWE, I mean, they stand to make like 10 times as much, more than 10 times as much off the SmackDown deal as they were, as they do on the network, probably. Like, it's yeah. it's unbelievable. It's just, it's so weird to think. And I had somebody in my mentions today saying, well, Pass has indicated that they don't care about this. Look at how they did on the TNN deal. And look how they did in all the UK deals. There is no comparison. 
There has never, ever, ever, ever been a deal like this for WWE. Never. I don't give a shit about the UK deal. It's not like this. They don't cater to the UK audience. I don't care about the TNN deal. I don't care that Vince McMahon happened to have been starting an XFL back then and is now too. It's not the same. Right now, WWE made $180 million off of their NBCU deal for Raw and SmackDown last year. They're going to make $200 million a year off SmackDown alone. Yeah, it's nuts. It's, it's not the same. I feel like Vanilla Ice right now. It's that little bitty ting. Only that little bitty ting is $350 million a year extra likely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's one of those things where I, I always, I always look at the amount of money that's being thrown around this kind of thing, and I just go, oh, man, money's never a good thing. It just, it isn't because you've got people who are like getting their fingers into things where they shouldn't be, and whatever. It's just an impact I, can't even get catering from pop TV. <laughs> like they do about four hundred thousand on a good week, they can't get yeah. anything. It's nuts. Imagine if a WCW was around at their lowest point of viewership. Yeah. They would command a lot of money right now. Yeah, it's unreal. It's it's it, there is there is something to be said about all this money going to one company, whose whose <clears throat> business practices in different ways have not been so so hot. I mean, you got they're they're getting all this money from an autocratic regime in Saudi Arabia who's arresting all these women um, because they you know. Don't they don't want to step in line, so we're gonna arrest all of them. So I probably hold your breath. Don't hold your breath about women uh showing up at the great world's greatest survivor series or whatever. Probably not gonna fe- feature Sasha Banks wrestling anytime soon. But um the fact that all this money's been given to this one company <clears throat> is it's it's kind of bad for competition. You know, like it's there's always going to be other places, but there's certainly no way you can compete with a financially. Building. No, financially. Like, but no as way. we as we've seen, I made a joke the other day. That Matt Riddle posted a photo of himself and Road Dog doing the same pose with similar hair, and I said, "Man, it's a good thing the guy on the right never smoked any weed, or else he wouldn't have got hired by WWE, right?" Yeah. So there are still guys like a Matt Riddle who either they won't sign, or a guy like. Okada, who they or an Omega, who they can't sign. Mm-hmm. They they can't do anything good enough to sign that guy, even right. though they tried and they wanted to. So there will always still be those people. Who knows what the live event situation will look like in two years? Because right now I can't pretend like I have any idea. I'm, I'm asking, but right now they have Raw SmackDown at any given time, two NXT loops because they have the national and the the Florida one. Mm-hmm. They could have 205 Live. We'll see. But it's likely they're going to start up a, a UK, which is, you know, they're all European bearded white guy brand. Yeah. We'll see how that one goes. I mean, they might have five to six different touring acts, but they wouldn't, ha- if they wanted to, not to say they will or they need to, they wouldn't even have to run a live event if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. And if I were them, I'd cut it back a little bit. Yeah, I'd cut off one of those a week. And I mean, that would also maybe justify not raising the pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it might. It might. I mean, like, but a day a week. 
yeah, you give a guy a day off and he's not, you know, accidentally blowing out his knee in Poughkeepsie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's, that's nice. Like if, if you guys are going to incur injuries, have them do it where it actually means something. And you know, you're actually getting paid for it. Um, but I don't know. This is like, this is, this is a, when I saw the number, I, I, I couldn't believe it because I knew if that's just SmackDown, like yeah. the total amount of money they they stand to make over the next five years is just astronomical. And, and Hey, you know, Stephanie triple H, if, <laughs> if, if you wanted to like do a pseudo hostile takeover of the business, all you would have to do to get power of attorney is show a judge footage of that Bobby Lashley sister segment. <laughs> and, and everyone's going to put, put Vince in a home. Cause that's, that was ridiculous. Man. $200 million a year. A year. $200 million a year. Keep in mind, $180 million for the whole shebang right, right now. Right. Yeah. It's a weird So, it's, so it's gosh, a, I can't even do the math in my head on that right now, but it's a more, it's like well over a doubling of what SmackDown is worth right now. Right. And it's a weird thing where you, you see companies all over the world where they want their profit margin all of a sudden goes through the roof. Uh, and yet they cut back on their workforce or they, yeah. they cut cut in some other areas. And you wonder if Vince is going to be like, oh, great. Great. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I can make even more money if I cut here and here and here and here and here. You know, but that's all speculation, of course. Um, but it's just a weird thing where I always I always fear the worst as opposed to expect the best. And I, I'm happy to be proven wrong. Well, sure. I, there were a lot of people that were like, ah, oh, yeah, there's no way. There's a precedent. I'm like, no, there is no precedent. No network has ever given WWE so much goddamn money that you would really need to sit back and think, what will they want from a wrestling program on their network? And based on my very, very, very early calculations, I think SmackDown gets about $72 million a year based on what they do on USA. Two. Hundred million. That's over two and a half time increase. Oh my it's God. unreal. Now, that's another thing to mention. Like Fox may have a distinct vision yeah. for this show and say, "Hey guys, mm-hmm. like they may have assembled a team and said, learn everything you can find out about pro wrestling. Right. We want to go into this with some knowledge." And they may. I don't know if they will have any input or not, but. You know, I think we're in a very unique position right now. A lot of people are like, oh, the fans always cry, but they don't get what they want. If I were WWE, I would I would absolutely. Why what's the the what's the reason to not give fans what they want as often as possible now? Right. I mean, you're already getting the money is what you're saying. Um, so why not build the goodwill? Right. You should. You Along should. with that. You should. You should. I I don't recall anything in their recent past that that allows me to believe that that's the way they're going to go from here. But hey, if they do, wonderful. My favorite part of this whole thing. Me, I mean, it history does tend to repeat itself, especially sure. with this guy Vince McMahon. But yeah. like I said, this is such an unprecedented situation. Sure. I yeah. can't apply recent history or history at all to this situation because yeah. I've never seen anything like this out of WWE. That's true. Um, I want to mention somebody was saying about how you're gonna the the um you're gonna have all these 
mainstream Fox stuff promoting the WWE. And man, I can't wait to see Joe Buck and Troy Aikman grit their teeth <laughs> through a promo for uh, this this Friday on WWE SmackDown. Uh, we have just it's just going to be so great because they're going to hate it. What did you think of Bobby Lashley's sisters, Troy? <laughs> can't wait for that one. Oh, man. And even Troy's like that was a shit show, Joe. Oh man, uh, that 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 will be very very funny. So that's that's what's going on Twitter. Keep in mind, UFC, I think considered uh, UFC or Fox's offer of two hundred million dollars a lowball offer last year. So apparently, Fox just said, "You know what? We'll give it to somebody else," and did, and that's where we are. Man, yeah. Yeah. What a day. I wrote a Stokely Hathaway, Matt Riddle haircut article because it was a slow day. <laughs> Until this. And I, literally, as I'm hitting publish, <laughs> and I featured it too. I could have used that on another day this week. Yep. Bam. It's like, well, the top of our website's going to be full. Like, nobody was talking about a feature on our website today that was Colby Covington accusing Conor McGregor of being on Coke and Rafael Dos Anjos of being on steroids. Yeah. That's That was an exclusive on our site. I'm sure he said it a million other places, too, because he's Colby <laughs> fucking Covington. But that's, that's how crazy this day was. Guys, thank you all so much. Visit our friends at Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Check out my FIFA Wrestling Weekly on Fridays and check out FIFA Select. I break down those exclusives on that premium service. I really want you all to uh, check it out. If you all would like to preview the service, head over to youtube.com slash Fightful. I have a playlist that says Fightful Select Previews, and you can check out some of the content up there. Alex, what do you got going on this week? Uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe I'll maybe I'll figure out something about you know all the fun toys that um, uh, Vince McMahon can buy with a billion dollars. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know. Like the the world of wrestling has changed, man. There's this. Is, it's changed, so who knows? Who knows what's funny anymore? Um, but my, maybe there'll be something more about taters. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> Guys, thank you all so much. Like I said, we have exclusives all over FightfulWrestling.com. Click that tab. We had Christopher Harrington do analysis on the WWE stock soaring upon reports of this massive domestic TV rights bid. Until next time, guys, leave leave us a thumbs up. Subscribe. Fightful.com. We are out. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.